0: I got a couple of good stories about charging, receiving money, and a simple exercise that will help them be more comfortable when it comes time to tell people what they do and how much it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they so they breathe better and sound better. That's very important. <laughs> That's also the main determinant or one of them between an amateur seller and a professional seller is how they breathe when they pitch okay we can, so we'll get into the we'll get into that
1: welcome to gym owner freedom i am scott carpenter and i am a former broke struggling frustrated and overworked gym owner that felt stuck no matter what i did to try and improve the business once i realized that the answer wasn't what i thought it was just getting more clients and after really doing the math on acquisition and churn rates i realized i wasn't even playing a winnable game to begin with With my current price structure, mathematically, there was no way I could afford to pay my staff so I could scale up and out of the business that I could have the time, the money, the impact, and the freedom that I always knew I was capable of. Once I learned how to add value by selling transformational programs to people who needed more than just workouts, everything changed in my life today i own six gyms that all run without me and i am free to pursue my passion projects and work just because i love to not because i have to and if that's a goal that we mutually share together then this is the show for you i'm going to teach you the framework to make way more money with less clients and open up a world of possibilities to you subscribe leave a review and tune in every week it'll change your life i promise you that All right, we have a special guest today, Mark England. He is the co-founder and head coach of EnLifted. We've actually had Mark on the podcast several months ago. If you haven't listened to that original episode, I don't know what number it is. It's phenomenal. It is one of the best ones. It's one of the best ones for as a business owner, as a coach helping people change and improve their lives, your own life. Um, He's an expert on mindset. Defining mindset, if I'm correct, Mark, as like the stories that you tell yourself. Now remember that yep. from it at least, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and and so, Mark, welcome. Uh, love having you on. I loved our conversation last time. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Um, and today we're gonna be talking about um a few things, but one of them is gonna be immediately useful for you coaching your clients and mm-hmm. also even. For yourself but we're going to talk about the most simple and powerful visualization technique in the game and it's it's the 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 difference between believing your client stories and observing your client stories and i'm really interested to learn this stuff selfishly mark um but i I know everybody's gonna get a lot of value out of this so welcome to the show thanks for having me back thanks for listening everybody absolutely and we kind of talked about your background last time i think you started as a as a, a pe coach uh you have a master's in education And then I think your life kind of changed your origin story where you were traveling somewhere, I think. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was a a, a self-proclaimed tough guy back in the day Mm -hmm. and fighting and fighter uh, um, competing. I moved to Thailand in 2002 for the Thai boxing and the whole thing stopped, turned into a grown ass man, baby. I I, I heard, I injured my knee. I had my second knee surgery over there. Yeah, that's right. I ended up living over there for 10 years, which still sounds strange to say, but uh, yeah. And it was a good thing. It's better than good thing. Yep. And then you witnessed somebody kind of
1: really changed somebody's the course of their entire life in like a public demonstration or something like that. Very good memory. Super powerful. Oh yeah. And you're like,
0: Holy shit. Yep. It was a woman talking about a breakup, a bad one. And the the sentence, the spell, everybody, the definition of a spell, Webster's. So a little bit of review from last time. Webster's definition, not mine, of a spell is a word or a combination of words of great influence. And this was the sentence that held the whole thing in place. So it was a combination of words that was greatly influencing how she saw herself, how she was seeing men, the whole thing. And that sentence was, he did that to me. It was a public humiliating breakup. And the guy had her say that a couple of times and uh, take out that last word and put in himself. So he did that to me, went to he did that to himself. And you saw it catch and she was like, he did. He did do that to himself and started talking about it. It was worse for him, actually, because he lost friends and it was just this big mess. He, He cheated on her in front of everybody with one of her friends and then dumped her in front of everybody the next night at beach week. It was, it was, it was, a mess. And she was, she was wrecked about it for four years, thinking about it numerous times a day, um, using it as evidence that she was not good enough. The fear of the telephobia, the fear of not being good enough. And she walked out of there different. And I looked at that and I was like, this is 2003. This is a year after I had my second knee surgery over there. And I hadn't never didn't fight again. The whole thing was over. And, um, I was miserable, and I go, one that's cool. That was really, really cool and interesting. Mm-hmm. Some, some wise some, some more wise part of me. It was like that, that, that right there. And then the upfront part of me was like, yeah, well, that's you too, buddy, because I had a he did that to me story. He shouldn't have been kicking that hard. We were just warming up, and um, and so that's that night. I went I, we finished up that workshop and I went to the internet cafe, downloaded an 80 page manual on how to do this stuff on your own. went back to my bungalow and I started going into my stories and looking at my and what and and, and thinking about my thinking. Shout out to the late great Alan Watts. Alan Watts is the greatest, this is just this is my take on everybody. He's the greatest Zen teacher the West has ever had and or will have. And he said, "When you learn to think about your thinking, you become alive in a new way." Most people are not thinking about their thinking; they're mm-hmm. just thinking. There's a difference, and and you're absolutely nailed it. Very good memory. The definite. So so if you all you, you all can do this, pull up the Google and type in the definition of mindset. Definition of mindset. And you'd think that something that's talked about so frequently in let's just say functional fitness, CrossFit. Uh, personal and professional development, that there'd be a standardized definition. There's not. There's 17 definitions on the first page. And wow. some of them range between, okay, yeah, that that makes some sense. And from there to this big philosophical clunky thing that takes forever to explain, good luck implementing it when life throws you a curveball, which it will. In Lifted, we have a definition. It's the story you tell yourself. Your mindset, everybody, is the story that you tell yourself to yourself about yourself, what you can have, what you can't have, what you do deserve, what you don't deserve, what is possible and what isn't possible. And none of that stuff is on the periodic table of elements. Those aren't facts. Those are opinions. And those opinions are, can be stronger than concrete. Okay. Yep. And they will, they will,
1: they will drive where you end up. They will decide where you end up. one thing that me calling myself out, what I did OK, what I did years ago, not even years. Ago, it wasn't even that long ago. I told myself I sucked at marketing. I suck at marketing as a gym owner. right? I've been in business for 11 years. You know, I tried this and didn't work or this, that. I'm like, I suck at marketing. And years later, guess what? I sucked at marketing because I told myself that. You know what Imagine I mean? That. I shot myself down. That was the story I told myself. That was my mindset. And that crippled my ability to learn and grow there. And then once I really realized that, I don't remember when it was, it wasn't that long ago. I can learn, I can learn anything. Anybody can learn anything. You know what I mean? It's just, you haven't chosen to take the time, invest the time and the money or whatever it is to learn those skill sets. You know, you can do anything you want to do if you, if you decide to do it. It's just, we haven't decided to do it. And so like, instead of saying, I caught myself every time I say saying like, I suck at marketing. I would say I haven't invested the I haven't invested the time to properly learn how to do excel in that in that field. It's a thousand and percent. It yeah. all started changing even without me devoting the time. <laughs> it started changing, and I started getting better. And you look not too far off. I'm really freaking good at marketing now. I'm yeah. shocked. I'm shocked. Imagine that.
0: Yeah. So you talk, <laughs> you talked yourself into getting better at marketing because mm-hmm. guess what? We talk ourselves into stuff and out of stuff all day, every day. And most people's language is working against them. And here's, here's another thing. It's not email funnels that are tanking coaches careers. 99% of the time it's imposter syndrome. It's imposter syndrome and the fear of being seen. I'm going to say that again. It's the imposter syndrome, everybody, and the fear of being seen and what most people, there needs to be some distinction. Well, take out need. When we, when we create distinction about, what imposter syndrome is, and you're absolutely right. I'm an elementary school, former elementary school sports teacher. I do have a degree in education. I'm a former elementary school PE teacher with a handful of MMA fights. I'm not cracking nuclear fission. I'm not that <laughs> smart. So I have to <laughs> I have to make things simple enough for me to understand them, like our definition of mindset. That's mm-hmm. as simple of a definition of mindset as there is out there. Now let's look at imposter syndrome, which is the thing that pimp hands most people around, okay? Tanks their yep. career. Imposter syndrome is – there's a difference between imposter syndrome and being an imposter. An imposter intentionally deceives. Right. People suffering from imposter syndrome are not intentionally deceiving. What they actually have is a combination of beginner syndrome and the fear of not being good enough. That's what most people are experiencing, beginner syndrome. Oh, oh! I'm not, I'm not the world-class marketer uh, at the very start. No, of course you're not. Okay, it's it's a process that you it's it, you you get better at it. So beginner syndrome—that's just you fumbling around until you start putting the pieces together, and then and then people's inherent degree of fear of not being good enough. Our man, Tony Robbins says 95% of everything. That's what it boils down to. The technical term for it is a telephobia, a telephobia. There's a name for it. Fear of not being good enough. You put those two things together and people are like, I'm an imposter syndrome. And then they, then they buy into things, the the the, the statements, the imposter syndrome statements. I know I'm on a rant. Uh, and, and And guess what? There's not 500 of them. There's usually under 15 swirling in people's heads. You want to do a great exercise, everybody pick up that heavy ass pen. Yeah, fine. It'll feel like it weighs 600 pounds and write down the imposter syndrome statements in your head. And if you get 20, I'll be shocked. It'll until they're written down, it'll feel like there's 2020 Mm -hmm. because they're just on loop things like um, there's so many other better coaches out there. One, two, why would anyone want to coach with me? Three, who do you think you are Wanted to help somebody? Four, Um, uh, uh, how can I help anybody when I'm so messed up? And then you just keep going. And once those words are out of your head and on paper, you just did something very special. The fastest way to break a spell and then – because why would anyone want to work with me? That's a spell. How could I ever charge $500 an hour? That's a spell of great influence. The fastest way to break a spell is to write the words down, even if the pen feels heavy and it's scary, because guess what? Let's get honest, everybody. That That's nothing. A little sting today is nothing compared to bumping up into that stuff for you know, just 20, 30, 40 more years. That's the real scary stuff if we get clear about it and yep. honest. Absolutely.
1: And I love that. And it, it relates back to the think about your thinking. We mm-hmm. don't. We just accept these things that we tell ourselves and don't even think about it. At the end of the day, these it's, it's, we believe our own stories and when we keep saying it, that's what we get. And we just don't stop to think about is what I'm saying actually true? Or do I just make this shit up? Right. And B is this, is this belief, is this belief serving me or not? And so many times the stories that we tell ourselves, they're not serving us and it's, so easy to change them. So, if you're listening to this, yeah, at, whether it's you're pausing this now or you're going to do this at the end of it, write these things down. So, and this is why I'm so glad you brought this up because when we teach people, like the only way for a gym owner to achieve freedom with time and money, both are very important. And I'm not talking revenue, I'm talking profit take home and not having to work 50, 60 hours a week so you can have dinner with your kids. The only way to achieve that, you've got to charge more for your services. We teach people how to take their existing business model and bolt on high ticket offers. And some people are, boom, they get it. And other people, we have to slowly build their confidence. They can't wrap, and some of them who have the biggest scarcity mindset, usually in CrossFit, where they're like, you know, they hear no about $150 a month membership because it's too expensive. So they get that so they have such a limiting belief that people will pay $2,000, $3,000, five, $6,000 for a transformational program to change their life, not give workouts, but change their life. And so because they're hearing no sometimes with 150, and it's their whole sales process is garbage. That's why like you're coming out that as the top tier thing, right? And then so people can say no to it, but if you have something that's 10 times that it's really easy to say no to, and this looks like peanuts. It's just, they need to get their high, mid, and low ticket offers. But the bottom line is, what would you say to somebody, you know, a gym owner that just doesn't, they can't even wrap their heads around the fact that they could charge $2,000 to take them, not just on nutrition and workouts, but a mentorship, where they're meeting with them on a weekly basis to change their beliefs, to change their life, to change their habits
0: over a period of 8 to 12 weeks? This is This is the tool that we mentioned earlier, which is, the most simple visualization, the most simple and effective visualization tool out there. Okay. I'll back into it with a couple of stories because I get it. I've lived this whole thing, everybody. Mm -hmm. I've been um, the head of sales for our company for seven out of the eight and a half years that we've been in business. Okay. And I understand what it's like running a four-figure company. Yeah, you heard me say that, four figures. We did four figures our first year. That's a lot of fun. (laughs) I also understand what it's like grossing the first mill. That's more fun. The first time I got paid for coaching was in 2006, and I thought I was going to die. At the time, I was practicing using EFT, the tapping. It's cool. And I was at a workshop in Northern Virginia uh, about some other stuff. And emotional freedom technique came up during the morning break. And it came out of my mouth. Oh, I'm an EFT practitioner. I just come back from a five day training with the founder out in uh Colorado. And the woman goes, Oh, okay, cool. How much do you charge? Sixty dollars. I barely got it out. And she goes, Oh, okay. Um, do you take checks? I'm shitting in my pants. Yes. Uh, Can you do a session over lunch? Yes. (laughs) True story. And we, we, I thought I was going to die and I didn't. And we went up and we did the session and she gave me a check for 60 bucks and I didn't cash it for a week.
1: I was just looking at
0: it. I was like, Whoa, look (laughs) at this. I got paid $60. And then, and then, yeah. And then, and then, okay. So fast forward, um, 11 years. I'm in. We did a lot of work. So before we got did that did that podcast that that barbell shrug podcast that fateful forever changing the game for us podcast in 2017 barbell shrugged. Um, that's how, that's one of the reasons why we're here. That's how we got introduced to the fitness industry. The ten years prior to that, I did a lot of work in uh, some very very cool yoga communities. They would bring me in to, mm-hmm. to do the language work, story work, um, on their on their TTCs, teacher training courses. And this was 2017 in Glastonbury. Um and and so I'm working with this woman and her goal for the next year was to increase her price. For her one-on-ones, one-on-one private yoga sessions, from forty-five pounds to sixty pounds, mm-hmm. okay, it was a it was a big jump for her. And me, being me, I take the pen and I reach over there and I draw a little extra squiggle on the six and turn it into an eight, and she bursts into tears because wow. it bumped up into her identity of what she was worth. That's the that's the issue. So in order to improve, um, or uh, develop our our professional value identity, uh, our money story. A lot of times, you got to go in there and do some cleanup. Okay, on 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 why part of you thinks it the way it does about money and you currently, and then you need to write a different story about it and four step it. Okay, so I'm going to share the four stepping stories. And this is, this is exclusive coaching tech to Enlifted. It's at the same time, the crown jewel and the Swiss army knife of the Enlifted method. Okay. It's super easy. It's con, it's not context dependent. It's not like it only works for sprained ankles and bee stings. You can plug anything in there. And so, and then a backstory about that. So um, for two and a half years, I was, uh, part of a, uh, a professional networking group in Richmond, Virginia called Synapse. Very cool. And what they would do, they had, I think, 45 different, um, what they called hubs. And they would take, they would sponsor a particular nonprofit and every other week, and these are people that are paying. It's a, This is a paid professional networking group, people that are professionals. They're paying to be a part of this and they go to a group meeting every other week. And at the end of that group meeting, Everybody pitches. Everybody has 90 seconds to pitch. Mm. They know they're doing it. They're pegging to be there. And they sucked. Generally speaking, it was bad. I mean, it was a lot of ums and errs and, and everybody looking down and like playing with their hands in front of their face, like right in front of their face while they're talking about what oh, they do. God. Exactly. Because guess what? They were uncomfortable with what they were selling and they were uncomfortable with what they were charging, they were, and and if you keep going, it comes back to them on being uncomfortable with Mm themselves. And so I go to the, um, I go to the owner. I was friends with him and I was like, um, you mind if I run a polisher pitch presentation, uh, one off 20 people on the house. We did, it was very popular. So we did three of them. So 60 people went through this thing. And I started it with the same question. Hey, everybody, thanks for coming. Raise your hand if you've ever written down your pitch. And remember, these are professionals in a professional networking group that are pitching. They know they're going to pitch at least twice a week. Okay. That's, and that's whatever, how many times they're doing it outside. And it was, it was, a, it was, it was a lo, very low quality storytelling. Because guess what? They never had any training about how to pitch well. Here's how you pitch. Well, oh, by the way, one person out of 60 said, Yes, I've written down my pitch. So here's what you want to do. Here's how these are three different ways of describing the same thing taking the new story to heart, embodying the concept, or socializing the idea. It's super complicated, it's total rocket science. Good luck understanding it. no you pick up your pen and you write out what you want to say to a prospective client conversationally bullet points and half sentences don't cut it. two let's just go let's say it's two paragraphs, four sentences each. So there's eight sentences of what what it is that you do, what they'll get from doing it, how much it costs, what their next step for enrollment is, the basics, y'all. Get those words on paper. Most people do not write those words down. And then, so step one is to write them down conversationally. Step two is to read it regular speed. And most people start to get emotional here. That's cool. It's normal. Step three is to read it again at 70% of your normal rate of speech. So you slow down your rate of speech. When someone slows down their rate of speech, the breath begins to unlock and loosen up. You want that. Because I'll tell you this right now. If you're pitching something that's absolute gold and a perfect fit for your client, and your words are going a mile a minute, you've got machine gun mouth, and your breath is trapped in your chest, it's going to be repellent. They're not going to get a good vibe from you, regardless of your skill and your intention and the quality of the product and how much they need it. And then step four. So there's let's pretend there's two paragraphs, eight sentences. Step four is step three plus breathing in between each sentence. So you read each sentence slow and you do this in between the sentences. And then you go to the next sentence. And then you talk about how much it costs. The investment is $2,500 per enrollment. You can sign up this way, this way, and this way. And when you get the breath in there, the breath wins. So good luck changing your client's mind if their breath is trapped in their chest. Okay, I likely said that last time. Good luck changing your mind. Good luck changing your story. Good luck changing your mindset, which is the story that you tell yourself. Take out mindset, put an identity. It's all pseudonymous. When your breath is trapped in the chest, the breath is it's the it's the locked door and the bouncer. If your breath is trapped, the stuff you want to get out of you ain't coming out and the stuff that you want to get into you ain't coming in. And you do that, you practice pitching like that two or three times, you're going to be way more comfortable when it comes time to pitch, okay? And when people are uncomfortable, when it comes time to talk about money and enrollment and the specifics and then, and then also asking for the sale, when someone is uncomfortable because they haven't practiced it in a, in a way that helps them get comfortable, they're going to do they're going to Cirque du Soleil mental gymnastics and find a way to not do it they're going to find a way to not pitch. They're going to they're going to they're going to allow they're going to allow the thing to the call to end without them ever asking for the sale. Okay? When someone is comfortable with those words, then they're going to look forward to pitching and they're going to pitch and guess what? You pitch, you swing, sometimes you hit. It's like it's it's like it's it's, it's it is that simple.
1: Yep. It is. And and that's a really good tool to start getting comfortable with it. We have to have our people practice just saying, and this is good because this is going to help us coach our people. Uh, But for those who are really fearful of asking for $2,000, $3,000, we have them practice just saying it. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, I like how you put this together, writing it down verbatim pausing between the sentences getting comfortable with it that way getting the breath right so yeah you're right it is trapped in there
0: yep so the fast the 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 so thinking about our thinking the best way to think about our thinking which also if you so want me to talk about it dovetails perfectly into the difference between believing your clients and observing your clients the best way to think about thinking is to write the words down and look at them Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and one of the benefits to writing, writing is, is, is in conversational writing is easier than conversational talking for two main reasons. It's slower. So people have the time to get more detailed with it. Okay. And it's almost always way less emotional than having the sounds come out of your face right? So people can also get more detailed. And the devil is in the details. The angels are in the details too. The devil's in the details when it comes to the stories that scare you. And let's just let's stay focused on pitching and charging $3,000. That's scary. Okay. If you want those words to stay scary, keep them in your head, folks, because they will stay scary. I promise you. If you want them to be less scary and then eventually become, oh, well, yeah, you start to, because here's, here's the progression, everybody. And most people are praying for a sliver of confidence. And I get it. Confident is way better than insecure. And there's a promised land past it. Insecure, that's where people most start, okay, is with the imposter syndrome, which is just beginner syndrome plus a telephobia, okay. And they practice and they get better. And now they're a little confident or more confident or very confident. If you keep going, if you keep practicing, Using the words and the stories that you want to, you get more and more, what? With a comfortable. If you keep going, you can be comfortable pitching your services, regardless of what they cost. Because guess what? Cost is an opinion. I've I've spent... if we add up all the time, he's, he's, I I met him over in Thailand. I had no idea. I had no idea this dude owned half the medical real estate in Los Angeles. He's a self-made billionaire. He's a farm boy. Mm. And he's, he has mentored, um, myself and my business partner, Adam for years now. And if we add up all the time that I've lived under the same roof with this guy, uh, 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 he and his family, great people. It, it's over a year. I've lived under the same roof uh, with a self-made billionaire for over a year, and I'll tell you what: the, their opinion of their story of money is different. Okay, because it's had it's it's had to become different in order for them to do that. Mm-hmm. And he didn't start out with that story; he built that story. Okay, I've seen I've seen a billionaire's Christmas. It's 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 it's, it's a different thing. And guess what? It's words. He's using words. We're using words, and 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 yeah. So, um, there's a there's a difference. There's a difference between, and a lot. I mean, we're known as the language people, Scott and audience. Uh, that's cool. Very nice to be known for something. We might as well be known as the language and the breathing people because we talk about it so much. And um, uh, there's a. There's a very big difference between believing your client's story. And this might sound harsh at the beginning. Okay. Give me a, give me. 60 seconds. There's a difference between believing your client's story and observing your client's story. My advice, if you want to put yourself in the pro coach zone, do not believe your client's story. Observe your client's story. And the thing that there's two things that help people do that and and also not do that. One is awareness that you have a choice and two, where are you breathing when you're coaching your clients? So if your breath is in your chest, you're very likely going to get sucked into their story, also known as drama bonding. And if you mm. stay there long enough, trauma bonding. Sound fun? It's not. It's a hot mess. It's a mess for you. It's exhausting for you as a coach. It, it radically limits the transformation you're able to deliver for your clients because you're aggregating their victim-centric story or the fact that the problem is real. Okay. Verbatim. They've got mm-hmm. it right the first time. And let me guess, they haven't written the problem down, which is half the problem. It's also half the opportunity. And so what happens if you, if you breathe, here's the, here's the formula. I was talking about it again. We're writing scripts for our fourth online course this morning. So my business partner, and we put this in uh, lesson three, good breathing equals good coaching. Because good breathing equals good listening. And good listening equals good coaching. So good breathing equals good coaching. And here's the words to write down, low and slow, especially if you're helping people with their uh, emotionalized stories in their mindset, the story they tell themselves. Because a lot of times when people get upregulated and emotional, the person that's working with them because they're untrained, unaware, they allow themselves to get tight too, and now you've got that drama-trauma bond. That's a mess, like I said. So if you go into your coaching sessions, and especially when the, the heat starts to get turned up in the kitchen, emotionally speaking, if you remember to get your breath low and slow, you will be able to zoom out and observe what will you be able to observe? Glad you asked. The big five levers. If you got a pen and paper, everybody, write these down. Because guess what? Your clients aren't paying attention to these things. Your clients are too busy being consumed by the story. They're hijacked. Mm-hmm. They need you to observe it so you can help them change the mechanics of it as opposed to having an opinion about it. Because there's a difference between answers and questions, everybody. Answers push questions pull. If, if you get your head around True. that, it's worth your time listening to this podcast. Answers push, questions pull. Answers I tell them, questions they tell them. It's very different. And uh, it's, a, it's a hallmark of an amateur coach to have all the right answers for your client's life or yep. think that you could. It is the hallmark of a pro to ask good questions. Smarty pants coach, versus good good questions plus breathing coach. I'll put that up against it every day and twice on Sunday. So when you breathe well and you remember to observe your client's story, you get to pay attention to five very important things. First, words. What words are your clients using? Guess what? They're not paying attention to the what they're not thinking about their thinking. They need you to think about their thinking. Okay? The words. What words are they using? Rate of speech. Rate of speech is super important. It's a major level le- lever that you can manipulate. You can pull it. you can you can slow like okay stuff. So, so rule of thumb. The faster the story goes, the harder it is to change. Remember that. So words, rate of speech, inflection, where are they inflecting? If you pay attention to and track inflection, you'll get you'll get some very valuable information. About what parts of their story are the ones that are hold are the linchpins holding the whole thing together? Lang body language. W- what are they doing with their hands, their face while they're telling this story? Okay, and then uh, definitely their breathing. Your clients are not paying attention to their breathing. They're not okay. Lucky them, they get to work with you that is paying attention to that, and and you put those things together and especially with a pen and a piece of paper or a Google Doc, which is how we coach virtually, there's, here's here, here, here's here's some gold for everybody. If you all work with people, um, helping them with their mindset, know for a fact that a vast majority of the stories, especially the scary ones, are kept up here, and they're very disorganized and not curated. And let's say you're a virtual coach. Work off Google Docs. Send them a Google Doc. And get some of those stories written down. And then you can get on a Zoom call and hit share screen. I was doing it yesterday. That was the last thing I did last night. I'm in the middle of the sticks in Virginia. And the guy I was working with was on the Gold Coast in Australia. We're on Zoom real time on the same Google Doc. Share screen. He's writing on the Google Doc. I'm writing on the Google Doc. We can look at the same words real time. It is ultra uber, super clarifying and that's free. Yeah. So a big part of you helping your clients change stories is to get the problematic stories on paper first, because there's a big difference between stories in the head and stories on paper. You know, I'm, I go in, off on tangents, dude. That's Forgive all right. Me. Just yeah.
1: there, there, that can't be understated. Getting even for you, like your own personal self, The fears that you have, like all these different things, like getting them, I feel better. And and sometimes when things get busy, I get away from it. But I feel better just when I at least write down. Two or you know, you you got a million open loops in your brain. There's a billion things you got to do. You feel like you're falling behind with everything. All these different things, just boom, boom, boom. The minute I pick up the pen and I just start writing, just stuff that's going on, I immediately feel better. It and like you said, it, it slows it down. Yeah. And I didn't really realize why that is. I just knew it It was, right? I just felt better, even if I wrote a sentence or two or three or four. <clears throat> and whatever I was facing or whatever it was, you know, and another thing I do is I, I usually write down um, three wins that I've had that day. Huge. Three wins or lessons learned. And I, I just feel infinitely better even after a shitty day because I realize it's not a shitty day. Like, look look at the places I... I had a win, or I gained something. I learned something, right? And just putting pen to paper, holy cow! It really, really does change things.
0: It's the easiest thing in the world not to do. Yep. It's the and it's 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 the easiest thing to do as well. It's mm-hmm. like breath work. You know, when you when I remember to do my breath work, when I choose to remember to do my breath work, uh, uh, I'm like, wow, this is just. You know, just sit down and breathe for 20 minutes and feel it makes such a big difference. Same thing with writing. I mean, and, you know, we could take out fears and put in people are so underwritten, Scott. And I'm not talking about insurance, buddy. Let's just go with questions. Are Have you ever heard of Kindlin's Law, by the way? I don't think so. Kindlin's Law states that when a question is formulated well, it's half answered. Mm hmm. And so the other half of that is when a question is formulated well and then written down, it's all but answered. You can take, we've got a module in level two certifications called questions and options. And it's, um, it's where you have your client pick an aspect area of their life that they've got questions about and write the questions down and very frequently they only have you know 5 6 questions about mm-hmm. a certain area of their life it'll feel like 556 if the questions are kept in the head because questions kept in the head don't get answered because they they loop and then they go to the next thing and then the next thing the story's going too fast the story can go too fast in someone's head yep the story can go too fast out of someone's mouth out of someone's mouth it's called machine gun mouth You've seen yeah. this with clients. They get upregulated about something and you, quote, unquote, can't get a word in what edgewise or it's like talking to a, a what a brick wall. And then if the story is going too fast in someone's head, they say they have racing thoughts. No one ever says I have strolling thoughts. OK, Yep. And then, no then one ever just, says you just
1: it's basically emotions. That That's what it is. That point. Because The emotions are taking over. There's no logic in it. We're not thinking about our thinking. We're just feeling at that moment
0: thousand percent and whatever the thing is is now huge and big and complicated and scary in my imagination and then i then then i've like not me but because i know better now and i think that oh the answer to these big complicated scary problems that answer has to be equally as big and complicated and i'm here to say no not at all 99 percent of the time it's as simple as picking up the pen and getting the words on paper conversationally the ones that scare you, the ones that scare you, are the ones that are most valuable. And that's usually where you start a progression of helping someone um, with their mindset. The story they tell themselves is to get them unstuck because very rarely does someone book in for a coach when the sun's out. No, you're going to meet your clients 99.999% of the time in the stuck and suck in the problems, what they're struggling with, where they need help. And you start scratching the surface of that, there's stories and get stories in their adult life. And if you keep going, there's stories in their, in their, their childhood adolescence, that those stories haven't been written down. Mm-hmm. And I know why, because it hurts. It, yep. This stuff is like a spicy Thai dish. I might've said this on the last one. Stories, let's say it's the stories of the divorce. So what you what you were, you were talking about the stories, um, spells, you know, I, I, I suck at marketing. And then you sucked at marketing. And then you're like, well, wait a minute, do I actually suck at marketing? And then that started this progression to you being great at marketing. So I have worked with a woman before that she said, um, she told the story, well, she started by saying, I've had the same relationship with five different men, you know what that means is that she walked into that relationship, into those different relationships with different men with the same story about men. And we got into the story and started, hey, tell me more. Oh, you've, and she gives me an example of one of those five same relationships with five different. And then this thing in her chest shows up and I'm like, hey. Dr. Rocket Science over here with some simple questions. I'm like, what does that remind you of? When was the first time you ever felt that? Oh, that reminds me of the the weekend my mom caught my dad cheating when I was seven and kicked him out. And she told me all throughout my childhood and adolescence that you can't trust men. So she grows up with those spells. Yep combination of words in her head she grows up walks out the door and so she's got that very radically influencing her reticular activating system also known as the lens that she sees things through in this case it was men and guess what if i can't trust them but i want to be in relationships with them okay but i can't trust you You can't trust men they're only out for one thing they're all dogs you can't trust me and so and no wonder of course she had the same relationship with five different men yep becomes that self-fulfilling prophecy.
1: Correct. Yep. And it's just got to break this. You got to break the cycle. I mean, if you're listening to this, you can identify a story that you've told yourself that is holding you back from becoming who you need to be. Hands down. I had them. I still have them, right? It's a work in progress. Blackwash. Right? As soon as you hit the next level, imposter syndrome is waiting there for you and then you can (laughs) yep right and then you can do the right thing you can slow it down and you can defeat it and you can become that and then there's the next level and it's there waiting for you right
0: and and you know what everybody you might not believe this it's part of the fun yeah. It's part of the fund. Set a goal. Yeah. Here's here's our, we have one, we have an overarching quote for level one certification. We have an overarching quote for level two certification. The overarching quote for level two is to set a goal so large that you can only achieve it when you become the person that can. Mm-hmm. Action dispels overwhelm. Okay. That's step one. Step two is action pushes new buttons you didn't know were there. And uh, a a a an active mindset practice, okay, is is one where in it normally starts, like I said, in the cleanup, going in and cleaning up those stories of the divorce, the bullying, the abuses, all of the things. And uh, here's a real complicated metric, everybody, to know what stories are influencing you in uh quote unquote negative ways and places you can go and do some work is what what specific memories do you think about from your history that pucker you up, that make you go uh, that tighten you, that trap your breath, that create that negative emotion and feeling. There's action there. So what you want to do is you want to go clean house. Good news is, is you can. Good news is, is you don't need a Ph.D. to do that, folks. You don't. You didn't need a Ph.D. when you were nine to um, create the story of uh, uh, what the divorce meant. You didn't need a Ph.D. to create that story then, and you don't need a Ph.D. to pick up a pen and write that story down and change some of the words and get the breath in there and let go of that 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 anger and resentment that you have from when you were nine, which is very likely part of your mom's, because kids pick up their emotion it's not they pick mm-hmm. up they, they they pick up on their emotion their parents emotions no they pick them up and they carry them for sure that gets into a more of a an ancestral uh, aspect of mindset story and things like that because there is there's there's more to an inherit inheritance everybody than than your eye color and hopefully some cash when your parents croak. No, there's more to it than that. We inherit our parents' emotional patterning. Their oh yeah. Patterning. We inherit some of their stories. We look at this. This is weird and right. It's true. We inherit the words that they use. So we grow up around them, listening to these sounds, and it's so it's so hard baked, hard wired into us that we need to learn to speak these words. It's it's we don't think about it. Okay. Nope. It's not like we, we go, okay, well, I guess I'm going to learn words now. No, as soon as you probably even before you come out of the womb, you're making noises. Okay. Putting the, together this thing. It's as natural as walking. You don't think to learn to walk. It's just some innate instinctual part of you starts, you know, you're picking up your head and flopping it over and then you're rolling around and now you're crawling and then you're walking, you're falling, but you get better at it. Same thing with words. And it, it, I mean, I didn't... I didn't grow up in an English-speaking household and m- magically learn to speak Turkish. No, it's 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 the words that you grow up around. So we inherit that. There's pros and cons. I don't even know what I was talking about because I went off on three different <laughs> separate rants. But um, uh, it's, uh, I, yeah. I agree with you. You know, and it's who cares? It's, who cares? it's, yeah.
1: it's crazy. The the roots are so deep. Oh, so yeah. unless you think about your thinking, you're never going to discover it you know, and good and bad, you know, and, and every, nobody's perfect. Right. So my parents, I learned some amazing things from them, but I also had the things that I needed to unlearn. Correct. A lot of things I needed to unlearn. And you know, they got that from their parents and their parents. And the whole point is, is that you gotta, you gotta think about things for yourself. You gotta think about who you want to become, not who other people shaped you into you should become this And I've always been that. I've been a rebel, you know, so that came a little bit easier to me. But, you know, uh, at the end of the day is you've got to design your life and who you want to be. You get to choose it. There's no such thing as, oh, I'm just not good at that. That's not my personality. You get to create your personality. You understand that, right? Like you have free will. You can, if you're not a patient person, you can become a patient person. If you you know th- these things aren't set in stone, It's
0: dude. A thousand percent. Two things: one, I remembered where I was, which was <laughs> talking about because because Scott accurately uh, uh, shared that as you progress, there's going to be new buttons and new stories, mm-hmm. okay, that need to be addressed, or would be very beneficial for you to address them, and that's that's a practice just like any fitness practice or any you know dietary practices uh, eating habits okay there's it's it, it's 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 a, it's a uh, you're participating in it and so let's just go one and two one clean up enough of your story so you can get in the arena okay and then two when you're in the arena manicure your story when parts of it mm-hmm. present itself that are you know, of quote unquote negative nature or antithetical to where you want to go. Cause that's going to happen. It's here's, here's what never happens. Somebody does some work on their story and they get on the path and it's, it's smooth sailing and happy days forever. No, there will be buttons pushed on your path that can only be pushed by getting on the path. Yep. Okay. And that's part of the magic of having a good goal. Um, words yeah. everybody this is where it's, mindset it's, goes this is, this is living yeah.
1: living at your edge you know when you're constantly challenging yourself which is what i think everybody should do in life um you said the devils and the details De- mm-hmm. there, and also another way to think about that too is that different levels different devils mm-hmm. right as you become somebody new and you're doing bigger and greater things you're going to have new devils that uh, that approach you but the cool thing is is while it's not smooth sailing you don't fix one thing and it's, that's not how life works you got to put in the reps in everything you do but the cool thing is, is those reps compound is compound interest. And I don't care if you're building your body, right? There's a lot of work to get there. Maintenance is actually kind of pretty easy, right? And it's the same thing with this kind of stuff, Mark, like where you were, you know, a decade or two ago and how much work you had to put in, like, yeah, you, you're not affected by the same things today. Like the compound interest is there. And every time you do experience these trouble, like it's easier for you to, to, to overcome it. It's the same thing. It's, it's compound interest. And this is why you need to invest in yourself. This is why you need to put in the time. This is why you need to get the education to learn how to improve yourself now, because it is going
0: to compound for years and decades. And and this is why what you all are selling is worth $3,000. Yes. Okay. Because very likely you're meeting, you're meeting your people at the, at the, at the beginning, at the starting line. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that starting line, it, it's exactly what it is. It's, it's the beginning and, and know that what you're going to do with them is going to pay compounding interest using Scott's words that are correct for years to come and, and, and know that that investment that they're making is, that is, that is so cheap. It's so affordable. Compared to the misery that what you're going to help them fix is causing them. That's the real expensive shit. That's the real expensive stuff. The stuff in their head, the the pain that they're in, all of the addictions that they have layered in place to help them deal with the uncomfortableness of whatever it is that they've got going on. That's the real expensive stuff. Y'all are doing those people a a real favor because they're not going to get what you give them watching the news. And they're not going to get it by Dr. Hopping. They're not going to get it on a bar stool. They're not going to get it in Las Vegas. Okay. Okay. No, you all like you're doing them a tremendous favor. And when you show up with that kind of energy, well, guess what's going to happen? Absolutely. Well said. And that's,
1: that's it. It's just, guys, what you're doing is so important. And, you know, I know for a lot of you charging 150 bucks a month for group fitness, Right. And learning how to do it takes me through a transformational program. And you're like, oh, my God, but that's like we're selling out of our own wallets. You know, and, and it scares you to, to it's worth every penny and more. And when you do the sales process, right, where you can, you know, there's this gap and you establish like this. This podcast will help you bring out that bleeding neck out of somebody. And just what Mark was saying. Observe your client stories. Don't believe them. Observe them. And you're going to know exactly how you can help get them. You know, you're you're going to make that connection. You're going to sell your program and you're going to help them. And it's worth, God, it's worth every penny. You get to help somebody live their best life and change their identity, become the person they need to become.
0: Yeah. What's, what's that worth? It's worth a lot. It's It's worth
1: everything,
0: everything, everything on their side of the street. And it's worth your time and your effort and your investment, getting better at your craft. See, see your, see your coaching as a practice and a craft and an, art and if you see it that way you'll approach it differently okay 100%. you'll appre- I, i've lived this you'll appreciate it more i promise you and then and then you'll 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 just it'll it that's got longevity written all over it mm-hmm. okay and then if you breathe well and you're if, if you breathe well and you stay loose and comfortable and smiling and present just that alone will resolve half of your client's objections okay because I'll tell you what will inflame their objections if they have an objection some people you could some people are going to have an objection to a 50 cent lollipop okay yep. if you get if you breathe well and smile and and stay present and listen and stay loose that 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 right then and there will resolve half of you know the the inevitable objections that's cool and then you you add on that hey I know how I know how valuable My services are, I, I, I know, I know how much suffering I'm going to uh, all, and there's 31 flavors of it. Baskin Robbins has got nothing on on suffering as far as different variations and flavors. I know how much suffering I'm going to help you turn the volume down on and then stay with me. And I'm going to get you, I'm gonna get you out of that and into enjoying your life. How much is enjoying someone's life worth? Like Scott said, it's worth everything.
1: Everything everything and that's where the questions come into play and getting really good at effective questions right (laughs) yeah it's talking to a gym owner you know and and working with us like you can literally get started with working with us for a thousand dollars he's like oh that's out of my budget it's like let me ask you you know how long do you want money and affordability to continue being a problem for you it's like you just got to change that perspective they it's like you've been a gym owner for eight years and a thousand dollars is too much to overcome for you how long you want a thousand dollars to continue being a problem for you like you got to change this shit let's go you know and but it's it just it hits people like oh yeah the, like the questions can become so powerful i can sit up here and i can say how awesome it is i can show you 50 gym owners and walk through their before and afters on their revenue on their pnls right and how it's changed their life
0: but that one question can actually be more powerful and what would have happened if you'd have told him, no, no, it is, it is worth what it's, you you can afford a thousand dollars. Answers push people, questions pull people. Exactly. Okay. Yep. And, and if you all practice using questions and then, and sometimes Mark Twain said it, the difference between the right word and the almost right word is the difference between lightning and a lightning bug. So if you keep using mm-hmm. questions, you'll get better at questions. And then eventually your questions, you, they'll be, they'll be surgical, they put precise. Yes. And that is very fun,
1: and like Mark says, write it. Write down. Down, write it down. Slow it down. I love it, Mark. That's a great place. We're coming up on an hour, so that's perfect. But perfect. man, I I knew I when when you when we we got connected again, I'm like, yeah, let's do let's do another episode because this stuff is gold all you, the time.
0: You know, buddy, you're like uh, this is my 370. And shout out to Tina Greenwald. She loves your 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 y'all. Um, this is my 371st podcast that I've guested on, talking about one thing and one thing only, which mm-hmm. is how our words influence us for better and for worse. That's it. And there have been a handful of people. Let me say this another way. There have been a shitload of people that have been – the hosts that have been like, man, that was great. We should do another show. And I just le- I leave it alone. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's a handful of people that meant what they said. And you said, we let's do another show. And you know what? We did another show. So shout out yep. to you, buddy. Hey, just a quick reminder to everybody. If you are
1: ready to start making an extra $10,000 more this month, every month, by making more money with less clients with transformational programs and create a consistent flow of high-quality leads, you can learn more about what it's like to work with me and my team at PT Legends and how ridiculously affordable it is at coachscottcarpenter.com. It is such a no-brainer that it more than pays for itself when we teach you how to enroll two, just two case study clients. Really, that's it. So go to coachscottcarpenter.com and learn more about it. Awesome. Well, thank you. I appreciate you taking the time to come on. Uh, I know it's just dropping value for so many people and getting a hold of Mark England, okay? So uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but website enlifted.me, correct? Correct. Enlifted.me uh, on Instagram, at Enlifted Coaches. And that's E-N-L-I-F-T-E-D. And uh, you have the Get Enlifted podcast as well.
0: Dude, yep. Yep, nailed it. The the website's about the certs. I deliver all of our trainings, all of them. Um, and they're done live. So yeah, we're in the badass coach making business. And that's how it's done. It's not, you know, there's not 300 people on the cert with, you know, some videos and questions and that that dovetails back to to this being a a practice and a path and a craft and an art okay this is the transformational wordsmithing is 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 more than coaching fine we got to call it something because that's what people understand but inside the dojo it's way more than that Mm -hmm. and we appreciate it as such we appreciate it as such so if anyone wants to learn more about it go to enlifted.me um yeah we appreciate it Absolutely. We'll leave those links in the show notes. So if anybody wants
1: to grab those in there, they'll be in there. Mark, thank you so much. We'll see you next time, guys. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you are ready to start making an extra $10,000 a month or more this month by making more money with less clients and create a consistent flow of high-quality leads, you can learn about what it's like to work with me and how ridiculously affordable it is at CoachScottCarpenter.com. And if you got any value out of this episode, please pay it forward and leave a review for this show. It helps other gym owners find the answers to the huge problems that we all share. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.